Today we are absolutely delighted to welcome our first ever Helmerich player to the show, a goalkeeper who has three Finnish Championship medals to her name and who is currently keeping goal for Pink Bari in the Italian Serie A. Welcome to the Finnish football show, Paula Muluoja. Thank you, my pleasure. So thanks for joining us, Paula. We um we know that you've just got home from training today, so we uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to come and come and talk to us today. So thank you for that. Thanks, thanks. I guess um, there's only one place to start, really, and that's um, to say a huge congrat- congratulations to you and all the Helmut squad on your qualification for Euro 2022. So um, onyx the oracle. Thanks. Yeah, that is a very overwhelming thing to think about even though it's been a bit more than no yeah a bit more than a week now but uh, yeah every time goosebumps yeah <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly what Sauli Baisenen said on uh, in, in the last episode about qualifying for the Euros he said he still gets chills yeah now. so it's uh, it's so, an amazing achievement yeah, so, it, is. Yeah, well done. it is yeah. I guess that that feeling is going to stay for you for quite a while that um that goosebump chill feeling when you whenever you think about that day but yeah we're going to talk about that so um the manner in which you guys qualified really was really was something undefeated in the group winning seven out of eight games conceding only two goals and scoring 24 you um you must be really really pleased with that obviously considering the group had the likes of Scotland and, and Portugal in it. Um, did uh, did you as a squad have a feeling that qualification was achievable back in September 2019 when the campaign kicked off or did the feeling of confidence grow as the games went by? Well, me personally, for sure. I knew since the day that we saw the lottery and then I saw the group I said immediately I said immediately to my family that we're going in like this is happening now like this group is beatable so personally I I knew it then I'm pretty sure that most of us did the same thing too but of course um, it's important not to go ahead of time and then we started focusing on when are we going to play and against who and and what kind of uh, opponents they are going to be at the time when we get to play against them. But um, I think the feeling grew along the way because, yeah, we showed some very good um, skills already in the first game. So we were like, okay, we're actually doing this. (laughs) Let's, let's go. And then, yeah, no one knew how, but the way that we did it, it was even more incredible. Yeah. So yeah, as you said, um, the start of the campaign, you guys started emphatically with with two huge wins over Albania and a and a four 0 win over Cyprus. Um, Twenty nineteen ended with a one one draw away in Portugal, and uh, we had to wait almost a year to get to the business end of the campaign. Uh, two one nil wins over Scotland followed, but it was the the second of these away in Edinburgh where we all started to think that the um, the championships were in touching distance. How was the atmosphere in the squad when, when you guys were, were in Scotland and how did you manage to stay professional and not let the excitement get, get ahead of you too much? Well, this is a very professional group. Like, um, I have nothing but good words about these girls. Um, we have focused from the day one that this is our goal, that we go to Euros. And then... 
then it was the moment that we we went to Edinburgh and we were thinking that okay this is the moment and this is what we can do and these are the players that we have and these are the players that they have and then we were studying the tactics and doing our job and yeah I there's okay there's no words for the moment when Amanda scored that goal it's just something beyond uh, you cannot even imagine like first thought that was like is it really happening like am I in a Am I in a movie or something? Like, is this a joke? Like, did we just score with the face? Did the ball actually go to the net? <laughs> and then, um, and then when the referee whistled the game and that we were like, we did this. Like, what just happened? And it was like crying and laughing. And at the same time, it was like, okay, this is how we're gonna do it at the <laughs> last second of the game with the face. So okay, let's do it like this then. <laughs> yeah. how, was, how was it in the changing room afterwards? Um, I think the misbelief is the biggest feeling in the beginning that we had. Like to really understand, like we really got those three points that no one's going to take them away from us. And then, yeah, then it was uh, music loud and then we started like singing and celebrating that, hey, we did this, now we only have this two games left and this just made our position a lot better because I think yeah that's when it was sure that we're at least playing playoffs so you know the the fans the fans won't mind if you score goals a little bit earlier in the game we can sort of (laughs) relax and enjoy enjoy it a little bit more that way very funny habit that we take and that it needs to be 90 (laughs) plus three (laughs) but um yeah, but that's so unfinished. That's not uh, something that our our teams do, our national teams do in general, that we come in the last seconds and then we turn the game to us. So I think it also tells a lot about the mental growth that we've had as a squad like that. We have decided that everything is possible and we go all the way. It doesn't matter how long it takes. We're just going to go all the way anyway. And yeah... Tell us a lot about um, the stage, state of um, Finnish football at the moment when it comes to national teams that we have done some pretty incredible stuff lately. Have things changed from your perspective in the last few years? We've we've asked this question also of, of players in the in the men's national team, the Hukuyat. Yeah. You know, what we know for sure things have changed there, but you just <laughs> said um, that that we don't normally do this, but then the last couple of games you have scored in the very last minute. So is there, is there any big change? There is a big change. I think the, the moment for us, for Helmarit, it was the moment when we didn't qualify for the world cup. And then when we lost, it was in Austria, I guess. And, and then when that hit us, that we are now in a, place that we really don't want to be we weren't tough enough we weren't fast enough we weren't smart enough we weren't skillful enough to qualify at that moment so we needed to be honest about it check individually who is and where and what needs to be done so we can reach this goal and that's that's how it started the change we got together into a camp and then we made a plan 
from A to B and what it means for for us players in an individual level and what does it mean for the clubs that when we go back home to our clubs that what is the message that we bring with us there and I think the message was also clear for teams in uh, Naisten Liga now known as a Kansallinen Liga and then then we started working working our asses off it's <laughs> it's quite simple like that you have to have a plan a good plan the plan that you believe in and a plan that you can achieve uh, the things that you're planning to do there will be obstacles but that's how we did it and then each camp we started to see the team grow and players started going to bigger clubs and to bigger um series uh, better leagues and yeah it started from the grassroots level that uh, we players we took the responsibility of this is how we do it and then we got the help from the national team and the clubs so that's so kind of a, a a plan from from for individual players and then how they're going to be with their clubs and then how the training will be and then how the match performance will be will be planned out the whole thing yeah there there are um there are long distance plans and then there's short distance plans and there's long distance goals and long uh, short distance goals and that's that's what we did um for example there is a we made these posters where in a in a tiny groups that we wrote how are we going to go there it would be easy to say that just win some games but how we're going to win the games and stuff like that but then uh in our last game uh, we had this um, header from Adelina Engman, and actually, in one of those posters, they drew at like they, they drew at the score with their head. And okay. I think it was it was such a fantastic moment when she did. I was like, Ade, you just scored with head? Is that even real? Like, you don't do that. But thanks, yeah. But that's just the funny thing from the start to the very end that we actually worked on those things very hard and. That's just the one example of it. Two yeah. and a half years earlier, it was decided yeah. that she would score with her head. Right. Yeah. If only football were that easy. Yeah, yeah. You just try, uh, try. Uh, you just make a poster about it, and then it's going to happen. But no, yeah. But um, I think um, the change started there in that camp when we figured out the way to do it, and then we had the. We knew that we can it's going to take a lot of work and then that's what we did and yeah. that's a, that's an absolutely amazing insight into how you set those targets and, and manage to achieve them so you know credit goes out to each and every one of you but as you said there um as you touched on it was it was the Scotland game where um Amanda Ranton then scored that that crazy goal it's um it was a one-nil win. I think it, the the clock was something like ninety-four minutes, and there was um, Scotland were Scotland were on the attack and trying to trying to trying to come away with the winner themselves. Um, after that, there was, there was a long ball sent up upfield, and Amanda found herself one-on-one with the the Scotland keeper, who, after a bit of indecision, she wasn't sure whether to come or stay, and um, the ball seemed to Amanda's shot seemed to cannon off of the Scotland keeper smash her in the face and then end up in the back of the net. So, I mean, you guys, as you said, you guys watching from the bench, unfortunately, due to the pandemic, there was no fans in the stadium, but that would have been an amazing moment. But my my um, my impression from, from when I think about that game is 
I wasn't sure if Amanda was had her face in her hands because she couldn't believe what had happened, or if she was if her face was was sore from the ball, you know. But um, yeah, how was the reaction on the bench? You guys just ran and ran and yeah. <laughs> well, there was a lot of a lot of funny moments happening before that already. Even when uh, when Anna Signal called Amanda that you're going in, and she was sit- sitting next to me in the bench because we're not allowed to yes. sit next to each other, but close to me. And she was like, "She's talking to me." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, get ready. You're going in." And then a tiny pep talk that you are here for a reason. Just do your best. Like you have been selected this to, to this team for a reason. So. Go and do you. You can do it. And then she went in and um, and th- I think she ran like two kilometers during that one minute because she was all over the place. And then we were defending like crazy. And Olga Ahtinen, and I think she said to her when they were waiting to get subbed in that if uh, if we get a ball, just run. That we're gonna play behind the line. And that's what we did. Like then Emmy got the ball, and then uh, she put this perfect ball that stops in front of her run and then Amanda was not on offside because it was in our half and and then we were like the time froze in the beds we were like she's alone like (laughs) what's going to happen (laughs) and then I saw her taking a little bit too long touch and I was thinking, oh, it's okay. You're still playing time. Like you're going to the right place. So it's okay, Amanda. That was a good try. And then the uh, the goalkeeper slips. And then I'm like, and then it seems like forever when the ball bounced, like she tried to shoot it. And that wasn't even a great shot. <laughs> and then it went to the goalkeeper and back to her face. And then I saw the ball going like really slow. And like, is it even going to go in? <laughs> it's just unbelievable and then yeah then I saw the people piling up and we're like we're celebrating the bench and like screaming our lungs out that what is going on in here and then yeah then later a bit later the referee whistled the game ended and then we go to the pitch and I go to Amanda and she's like Paula why are people screaming to me <laughs> didn't know what was what was going on and I'm like you just scored I think quite many people told her that already but and I had to repeat it like you just scored we won like it hadn't it just hadn't sunk into her head she hadn't realized what was going on it was super funny when she asked me like Paula why are they screaming to me She must have she must have realized by the next day because that goal was shown in Twitter like about a million times I think yeah yeah, and then when they made the t- Titanic version of it, oh, it was priceless. <laughs> I've seen it like a thousand times. But, but, hey, they all count. It doesn't matter how they go in. Yeah, it doesn't need to be that pretty always. It's as long as you win. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, so um, after after that after that crazy night in Scotland, we had to wait. Um, we had to wait until the Portugal game, another two weeks, and we had a we had another nail biting finale. In, the, in what proved to be the last seconds of the match, Linda Salstrom hit a looping shot that beat the Portugal goalie to finally send you guys to Euro 2022. I, um, I think it's fair to say that Finland deserved the win in that match. And uh, you guys on the bench must have realised by now that anything can happen. Until, until the whistle is blown, you just gotta, you just got to keep going. So 
Can you can you tell us about your emotions as you watched Linda's shot hit the back of the net? Well, yeah, my first in my head, I was screaming to her. I was like, shoot with your left. <laughs> and then she starts turning and I'm like, Linda, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, it like, uh, but it was a perfect shot, but it wasn't very fast. So you really had time to think a lot of things during that ball. And then I quite didn't even realize that we were at, at so last seconds of the game. So we ran to the side of the field and we had the celebration again. And then for some reason, we went back to very serious moment. Like, okay, it's not done. Like focus, focus. Like mm -hmm. we need to give them energy. Like let's stay focused. And we started walking back to our places when uh, Sipa, our kit manager, she, uh, she said that like, yeah, there's not much time. So stay alert. And, and then it's just, I don't remember much. <laughs> Um, probably did my record in 100 meter of running at that <laughs> I sprinted to the to celebrate with the team my heart we were wearing our polars so my heart rate went from 93 to 192 in <laughs> like four seconds <laughs> when the referee whistled <laughs> the game ended and then yeah it was. It must have been a long time that we've been celebrating on the pitch, but there's just mostly like tears of joy and like uh, like uh, like we did this feeling. It's a it's a very special day to be part of that team that day. It's um, it, yeah, it's a big dream come true. Very emotional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The uh, the photographs that came out from you guys celebrating on the pitch were just fantastic. You know, it's um it was so good to see. And all that, all the all the gold streamers everywhere getting around. It was it was really fantastic. It, it was, it, yeah, I mean, so for for you guys to know that 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 goal had secured your place at the Euros after an absence of eight years. You touched on previously that missing out on the World Cup. Also, that must have been something really really special. And we could see what it meant to each and every one of you from the celebrations. Um, I'm pretty sure myself that. That if fans would have been in the stadium, then Palolito would have been looking at another fine for a pitch invasion, like they were, like they were in 2019. But um, well, you would yeah, have certainly you know. been on the pitch, given half a chance. We know that. Uh, yeah, my reputation is one for invading the pitch. So. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. But the other, the other thing is also that that Finland, as a nation, really gets behind its teams mm -hmm. when they get into these final competitions. It could be, you know volleyball or basketball hockey or or whatever and you saw it last year with the hookiyat and mm -hmm. whatever happens for them this year those guys are taking a step into the unknown and then you guys come a year later so the whole hopefully the whole football euphoria mm -hmm. especially if people can get back into stadiums and and actually get to these competitions just continues it's fantastic yeah yeah definitely hope that i think uh, both of our national teams the female and the male team has shown now that even though we haven't been a very highly evaluated thing in finland i think uh, football is not the biggest sports uh, one of the biggest sports in finland but well number like numero numerolic how do i say that Numer numerically Thank you. <laughs> but not um, 
not for the numbers of spectators or but now i think we have shown that uh, if we believe in our thing and we keep pushing ourselves forward we can create this whole new thing and um, yeah i remember when hukayat qualified i was watching the game in villa in italy and i just went bananas i was screaming and dancing a lot <laughs> <laughs> the girls from my team were like, what's going on? And I'm like, we just qualified. It's for the first time ever. And mm-hmm. and it, it's amazing. And then I was like, it was it was so uh how do I say this? I was so happy for them that I was thinking that that is one of the greatest moments of being a fan for me. And then I get to do it to be the part of the team myself and then I just knew that okay this is how good this feels when you're actually part of it <laughs> yeah amazing thing I think um, also the fact that both of these teams are um, representing themselves in a good way because we have good values we have uh we have players from different backgrounds, different age, different leagues, different countries, different languages. And yeah, I think these two teams are very good teams to idolize as well. Even though I'm part of it, I I get to say this. I think we represent the um, new generation in sports in some way. Every every uh, part of definitely. Finland is represented by those by those teams. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So we, um, you guys weren't finished after that Portugal game. We, uh, the campaign eventually finished just as emphatically as it had started with a, a huge 5-0 win over Cyprus away. Um, the fact that you guys didn't take your foot off the gas after the Portugal game is really commendable and, and you must be full of confidence for the championships next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was clear for us that we had a training coming on 10 a.m., Saturday morning after the Friday night. So, yeah, of course, we get to push out the emotions and celebrate and do all that thing. But at the same time, the ones who didn't play much or at all, they had to prepare themselves for a football practice in the morning. And the players that played more, they had a recovery training in the hotel. So that's how we are. That's what we do. Like, yeah, it's great and everything, but actually nothing stops now. We continue to keep up the good work. And yeah, it's a matter of daily choices. So we wanted to make daily choices also on Saturday morning and go there and do what we do best and get ready for the Cyprus match. Yeah, you really showed that. I mean, to watch that and see you guys come away with a 5-0 win after after that crazy night where you secured your place was really, really emphatic. It was, it was so fun to watch. You have three senior Finland caps to your name and I believe you made your 18 debut in 2019 in Cyprus Cup. How, how did that feel after? Is that wrong? Yes, uh, I did my debut in 2018 in China. In I can't remember the name of the cup, but something green tea mountain cup. Something like that. (laughs) But the question remains, how did it how did it feel to pull on that national team shirt? Yeah, um, to even get called in to a national team, it was I guess 2017. 
for the first time, like an actual invitation that my name is on the list and it gets news that I'm there as well. It was um, one of the proud moments of my life. Um, I don't think anyone except myself believed in that. <laughs> I kept saying to my family and my friends that I'm going to make it to the national team. I don't know how and when, because it's a matter of uh, one person's opinion. So it's not always even fair. And then there were like a lot of younger players before me that got in. And, and I was just thinking like, I'm just going to keep doing this and I'm going to be the best goalkeeper for Finland. So they're going to choose me eventually. And then I was the seventh goalkeeper that they called because all six before me got injured or sick or something. And then they called me like, can you make it to China next Tuesday? And I'm like, I'll be there. Just pick my visa. I'll be there. <laughs> and yeah, that was a big moment already to get into the squad. And then I was on and off a bit. I was, I think I was fourth goalkeeper after that. So when somebody got injured, I got called in and sometimes not. Then I was just trying to think that I need to stay patient with this. I need to show up to every camp and every place and like do my very best and give them the reason to select me again and again and again. And then we got to go to China to this whatever cup. I can't remember the name. It was a ridiculously long name for the cup. And then they told us in the beginning of the a tournament that we're going to make playtime for everyone who's here. It was a two-week cup in uh, in China, so you haven't traveled here for nothing. Then they told the order that I'm going to play the last game against Portugal. And I'm like, uh-oh, like, yes. Like, okay, I get to do the yet luck thing proper. I get to prepare. I get to know the team better. And then I just decided at that moment that I need to shut off my emotions I cannot be thinking that this is the day, this is the moment. I need to shut off the emotions, think about it as a game. It's a, a lot of players that I know of. I don't know Portugal so well, but we're probably been getting some videos and told about it. So shut off the emotions. Don't think about it. It's a game as if any game. When they played it, 0-0, quite well result even at the moment. I was walking out of the pitch. We were doing the normal chit-chat with the team, like high-fiving and like, yeah, we did great. And then there's some, I think it was Olkahtinen and who ran to me and she was like, ah, you did it. And that's when it hit me. Like, she barely like, like, I'm like, ah, started crying. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. and then I started shaking. I'm like, yeah, I did this. <laughs> And then I was like, somebody take a picture. I'm here. I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty exciting moment to do. Uh, That's pretty cool. That must have been so after you said you said you you had to shut all your emotions off that. So that release after that game must have just been like a, a whole a whole something else. That's it's pretty cool story. Yeah, I get, I get the feeling that you cry when you're happy and after a lot of emotion has gone out, I've got a feeling you're going to be sobbing for 15 minutes. once. You've been as well. Yeah, I do cry easily, but there are several type of reasons for that. And uh, the tears of joy, that's the best reason to cry. Yeah, sure. Yeah. In that way, I'm not very typical Finnish person because I have emotions very easily. But yeah, yeah, it was a great, great day and great evening to have. Yeah. So we're sure after the um, after the achievement of Hawkeye in 2019, which we touched on briefly, and and the performances of Helmerich this year, a whole new generation of of boys and girls in Finland in Finland will be inspired to play football and and to dream of 
playing at the highest level like you guys. You, you and your teammates should be extremely proud of what you've done for, for the country. And, and we at the Finnish Football Show, as, along with everybody else, wish you guys all the best for Euro 2022. Um, it's uh, happily in England, so at least two of uh, two of us um, might might have tickets. So, um, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I personally will be waiting to see where um, where you guys get drawn, and um, hopefully by then we can we can be in the stadium and supporting you guys. Yeah, hopefully it will be a big day. Also, for example, our families if they could get to join. I I really wish that the world can now fix this pandemic somehow and we can go back to normal with that but um yeah like to have my family there with me on that tournament that that is a dream that I'm working on right now like first of all I have to make it to the team and then second of all to have them with me there that would be just truly amazing like also a reward for them for <laughs> Sticking up with me with all my crazy dreams and supporting me through my crazy years. So that would be pretty nice. But I cannot go ahead of time. I have to do the daily work here. But yeah, of course, it's a goal that I aim to. We hope that dream comes true, Paula. And just just before we let you go, I just wanted to ask one one final thing. Um, I said before that we saw a lot of those photos come out after these these wins that you've had with Helmeri and and one that one that really sort of grabbed me was um you with your with your other two goalkeepers in um dressed in your yellow kits your yellow shirts there with your arms around each other the <laughs> goalkeepers union so how is how is that dynamic between the three of you are you pushing each other all the time or is there how how does that dynamic work out Yeah, it's a very nice trio to be in. It's an amazing trio to be in. We're three quite different goalkeepers. We have very different qualities, but the way that we work together for the one goal is that it's just it's beyond amazing. Like it's always so fun to go to a camp and get to know that I'm going to be part of this tiny group, this tiny team inside of the team where we're going to encourage each other and um, support each other and also push each other like we can be quite brutal to each other sometimes too like hey you need to do that better and that's beautiful when you know that it's it's a thing that you do for the team for the future of uh, of the players and also for the team yeah it's a very nice group to be in with I like I I do expect it every every time I get the call to be in the national team. I'm like, yes, let's do this again. Yeah. I've got an impromptu question. We want to uh, interview more uh, Helmerit players, <laughs> focus a little bit more on, the, on the, the women's team as well. Who do you think we should interview next? And, and secondly, can you help us meet them? <laughs> <laughs> Surely I can help you guys meet them. Um, We have a very, how do I say this? We have a lot of players with very different backgrounds and very different uh, personalities. Um, there's not a single player that would be a boring one to interview. I'm sure about that. Um, who should I say? Probably the usual ones that are always everywhere. For example, Linda Selström, she has a good way of telling stories and she's a funny one but if I would go a bit behind of those ones that are usually selected I would go with 
for example, Kaisa Colleen or Sunny Franci or uh, oh Anna Auvinen is one of my favorites, of course, because we played in Honka together. You should definitely do an interview with her because she's they, number six and she's in Italy too. Yeah, I think, isn't she? Yeah, she plays sprinter, <laughs> and you could ask about the goal, the way she scored when we won the championship in 2017, and about the parties after that. That was a that's a there, one story. There you go, there you go, Kike. There's there's a few people there, and if you drop Paula's name into the into the chat, they can. They, they've had this hour and twenty minutes of chat yeah. to, as a, as a reference as well. Paula, listen, thank you so so much for joining us. Um, we've kept you far too long, I'm sure, but <laughs> no. it's 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 been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. you yeah, really good. You fun. really are you really are an inspiration to boys and girls in Finland, and and we you know good luck for everything in Pink Bari, and and we're going to see you in um, in Euro 2022. I'm I'm absolutely certain of it. So thanks again for joining us for giving us your time. Kiitos paljon. It's been absolutely wonderful to talk to you, Paula. Kiitos, kiitos. Kiitos teille. It was fun. Thanks for inviting me.